You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in on a Friday edition of the podcast. Hope you all are doing fantastic out there wherever you may be listening in from in Cougar Nation. Plenty to get to ahead on today's Locked on Cougars podcast. We're going to talk about Kyrus Tonga, the big man in the middle of BYU's defense for the past three or so years. He now looks to be the big man in the middle for an NFL franchise. What to make of him as we continue our countdown towards the NFL draft with a player profile. We'll also touch on the 1926 BYU football program as part of our 100 seasons of BYU football, a legendary figure on social media, a senior in 1926. We'll talk about the one, the only, the Boney Fuller ahead on today's show. And of course, catch you up on everything else you need to know as a BYU fan on a Friday ahead of a busy, busy weekend in BYU sports. All right. So without further ado, let's dive on in. This is the Locked on Cougars podcast for April 23rd, 2021. What's up, everybody? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for taking some time to join us on your daily podcast focused on all things Brigham Young University athletics, mainly football and basketball, but we cover it all and we'll have you guys up to speed and make you guys the smartest BYU fans anywhere if you join us every single day. That's kind of the goal. 30 minutes or less, real short form, but catch you guys up on everything you need to know as a BYU fans when you're talking with your family and friends who are also Cougar fans they're going to be impressed with your knowledge of BYU and your secret weapon this here podcast hit that follow button wherever you might be listening in from also make sure to leave us a rating and review particularly if you're using Apple Podcasts we want those five star ratings as well as your guys' reviews about what you like about the podcast and can't thank you guys enough for your continued support of the podcast a little bit of a tease ahead once the NFL draft is in the rearview mirror and we enter the month of May starting I what two weeks out or just 10 days out roughly I don't even know how long it is we're going to begin our summer series of our fan Fridays what you guys probably remember that are longtime listeners we have you the fans on to be a co-host with me on Fridays we'll talk about whatever you feel like you want to talk about with regards to BYU you can sound off on the Cougars to your heart's content so get ready for that if you are interested in being one of our guests on fan Fridays reach out now on social media Facebook Instagram or Twitter at locked on Cougars you can follow me at Jacob C. Hatch on Twitter or email us expressing your interest locked on BYU at gmail.com. All right, with that lengthy intro out of the way, let's dive in and talk a little bit about the NFL draft. We've been doing these all week long. So if you missed our profiles on Chris Wilcox, on Matt Bushman, on Chandon Herring, or on Tristan Hodge, well, all you got to do is listen to the other podcasts this week and you'll get my thoughts on each of those players as an NFL draft prospect. Today, we're talking about Kyrus Tonga, the former nose tackle for BYU slash defensive tackle. And I got to say, folks, what Kyrus Tonga showed at Pro Day for BYU was very, very impressive. He showed off his strength, 36 reps on the 225-pound bench press. That shows he has elite strength for the NFL level. 
I still believe that he is probably going to be best served to be a run-stuffing defensive tackle in the NFL. This is not a guy who is going to be a zero technique, a nose tackle who's head up on the center. That's what a zero technique is uh, in the NFL. I don't think he has that skill set. I think he's actually best served to play in the NFL in an even front where you have four linemen and he's one of the two defensive tackles out there playing that three technique or just outside of the guard's outside shoulder. I'm making very technical terms here, but bear with me. I really like Kairos Tonga's game. He showed when he was locked in and was ready to go, there were very few, if any, players at the collegiate level who could block him. The issue is now he's going to be facing the best of the best. These are the best guys in the world at what they do, speaking of centers and guards. Will he have the same sort of success he had at the NFL level that he had at BYU? That's hard to say. I think he ends up playing in more of a run-stuffing role. Uh, A guy that I like to compare him to in the NFL, and it's a different body type still because Kairos is not necessarily as wide or as um, stocky as this guy is, but Vita Vea. Uh, Vita Vea is a nose tackle slash defensive tackle for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the reigning Super Bowl champions. Vea is absolutely dominant at the point of attack. He's not a true pass rush threat by any means. That's not his role. He weighs 350 pounds. Pounds and what he does on the interior of that defensive line is he makes sure that the other players on the offensive line take two and three guys to move him out of a spot. He's phenomenal at that role. Kairos Tonga needs to be that in the NFL, and he can enjoy a pretty lengthy career. I think Kairos is probably going anywhere between the fourth or fifth or sixth round, kind of that back half of the draft, so day three, but I think earlier on on day three as compared to some of the other guys we have talked about. But I think if he is properly motivated, he's in shape. That's something that he showed at Pro Day, that he's cut a little bit of weight. He actually added some back on because said he felt a little light so okay that's fine but if he's in shape and he's motivated and locked in there's no reason to think that Kairos Tonga will not be a guy who is on a 53-man roster for however long he wants to play football of course barring injury or anything unforeseen there I really like Kairos Tonga's game I think BYU was really really benefited to have him in the program when they had him and it's not just because they didn't really have anybody else it's because he was so good if he's going to go to an NFL team I would take the film of him playing against USC in 2019 when BYU upset the Trojans at home and just show NFL teams this is how good I can be speaking of Tonga that's what I would show teams obviously there are going to be teams who are concerned with some of the plays that appeared that he took off or didn't necessarily seem as engaged against lower level competition he's got to prove he can be a down in and down out guy now at the pro level but I really believe Kairos is motivated he wants to uh, make money he wants to go out there and set himself up for the rest of his life and now is the time to prove that so I really, really am looking forward to Kairos Tonga and seeing what he can do. And, man, I, I'm i excited for this draft class for BYU. We got three other guys on this countdown we're going to talk about next week. All of them are pretty much surefire draft picks at this point. Dax Milne, Brady Christensen, and, of course, Zach Wilson. We'll profile all of them. But I think the floor in terms of guys being drafted is Kairos Tonga. So, at minimum, I think there are four guys from BYU drafted. I am of the opinion that Chandon Herring, as I mentioned on yesterday's podcast, is worthy of a draft pick. So that's five guys. And there's no reason to think that maybe a team falls in love with a Matt Bushman taking a flyer on 
on him or Tristan Hodge or Chris Wilcox picks them and BYU suddenly has six draft picks that'd be the most they've had in quite some time and it's just a phenomenal phenomenal year for BYU it's a bumper crop of NFL talent and the fun part about it is I think next year's crop of talent coming out of BYU could be pretty deep and pretty talented as well we'll dig into that more as we get through the rest of the offseason here but I'm really excited for Kyrus Tung I truly believe he can be a run stuffing defensive tackle he can play nose tackle if a team really wants him to but I think he's better served to have another tackle alongside him on the interior of the defensive line and should he be able to prove himself there's no reason to think that he can't enjoy a pretty good career in the NFL and make pretty good money and set himself up for the rest of his life so there you go my thoughts on Kairos Tonga I really really look forward to seeing him in the NFL I think he's been a fantastic representative of BYU the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints Uh, he comes from a really really strong family and this is a really cool story to see his dream finally paying off All right, coming up here in just a minute we'll take a look back at 1926 for BYU football. Yes, Boney Fuller was a senior on this year's team. It was Chick Hart's second year in charge of the BYU football program. We'll examine all of that in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you by nobody. If you guys would like to be sponsors with us here on the Locked On Cougars podcast, we can put you guys in this slot right here. It's a real simple process. Our rates are extremely competitive. We reach hundreds, if not thousands of BYU fans every single day, both locally here along the Wasatch Front, the greater state of Utah, even nationally and in some cases internationally. So if you've got a product, a company that you own, you got a service you'd like to advertise, we'd love to have you guys on board with us. Feel free to reach out. You can email us lockedonbyu at gmail.com Happy to get you in touch with our sales team and get you on the road to having advertising success. We have got a great clientele that we've worked with in the past. We have a proven track record of success in advertising. So if you'd like to have your company featured in this part of a podcast, well, reach out. LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. Happy to speak with you guys and look forward to having you guys with us here on the Locked On Cougars podcast. All right, my friends, the Locked On Podcast Network is partnering with the Draft Network to cover the NFL Draft Live. Get insight and analysis from Locked On local experts and the Draft Network's national experts. Subscribe to the Locked On NFL YouTube page to watch the live three-day coverage of the NFL Draft next week, April 29th through May 1st. All right, folks, let's catch you guys up on our 100 seasons of BYU football countdown. We have talked about 1925 and every season before that going back to 1896. It didn't necessarily happen all in a row. We all understand that. But today we're talking about the 1926 BYU football program. The most notable thing about this year was that BYU, after having a breakthrough and going 3-3 in Chick Hart's first year as head coach and getting to 500, getting to the middle of the Rocky Mountain Conference for the first time well they fell back to earth that's what happens when you graduate eight of your normal 11 on a program and let's remember during this era it was not a platoon system when it came to football very rarely did the 11 guys who started a game come out of a game if unless it was for an injury and get replaced it was not offense and defensive players there weren't special teams players the 11 guys who took the field by and large were expected to finish the game so when you lose eight of your regulars some of them all 
all-conference honorees or potential all-conference honorees. I'm thinking of guys like the team captain from 1925, Eddie Kimball, who would later become BYU's head coach. Well, you're going to struggle a little bit. And BYU in 1926 did just that. Overall, as a program this year, the Cougars went 1-5-1, and so a fall back to what they had done previously in 1922 through 24, uh, finishing in, let's see, 10th place in the Rocky Mountain Conference. Utah, their arch rival who continued to trounce them, won the conference this year. 7-0 sterling record for the Utes. Montana State in second. Uh, Utah State, who we'll talk about here in a moment, finished 5-1-2 in that season. And BYU down near the bottom. The only teams worse than them. Colorado School of the Mines and Western State, who we have talked about previously on previous editions of the podcast, was essentially BYU's whipping boy because it was the one team you could count on the, the Cougars to beat every single year, and 1926 was no different. The lone win for the Cougars came in Gunnison, Colorado, when they went to Western State and won 30 to nothing going away. A very, very solid win. There was one other breakthrough in terms of the schedule this year for BYU, and that was for the first time they did not lose to one of their two in-state rivals. Instead, they tied Utah Agricultural, which is known as Utah State Modern Day. They tied 0-0. Yes, a 0-0 thrilling draw in college football. Still this type of era, folks. It came until the nineteen early 1990s, if I'm not mistaken, that ties were still a thing in college football. But BYU, unfortunately, really, really rough season. They opened the season losing to the Cal Aggies at 17 to nothing. Then went to Colorado Teachers and lost 12 to 6. They come home to host Utah Agricultural and tie 0-0. Go to Western State, win that game 30 to nothing. You think, okay, we got a little momentum here. We're 1-2-1. and And then they finish out the year scoring a grand total of 13 points while getting outscored 67 no, actually more than that, nearly 80 points to just the 13 points for the Cougars. They lost at Montana State 27-0, at Utah 40-7, and at Colorado State or Colorado, Colorado Agricultural at the time 19-6. So not a good season for the Cougars. Uh, Coach Hart is still a young man, just 30 years old at this point. He obviously was hoping for bigger things. Eugene L. Roberts, who was an assistant coach slash almost like a pseudo head coach, formerly a head coach of BYU or Brigham Young Academy, was the athletic director and helped Coach Hart. They actually called it their system, their offensive system. They called it the Roberts Hart system, funny enough. But for this season, just a really, really rough year. One notable player on this year's team is very relevant to the modern day. Some of you will know the name Boney Fuller of very extravagant character on social media, Instagram, Twitter, etc. Forever the protagonist who loves to torture opposing fan bases for BYU football. Well, in 1926, Boney Fuller finished up his legendary, if you will, career for the BYU football program. He played from the inception of the football program as a member of Brigham Young University. Remember, previous to this in the 1890s, they were known as Brigham Young Academy. But Boney Fuller played for the Cougars from 1922 to 1926 before finishing his career. Did you guys know that his first name, his full name, some of you may know this, some of you may not. You're probably thinking, oh, well, Boney Fuller's his name. It's actually not. His first name, given name, is Livonia. 
You heard that right. Livonia Fuller. But in this era, almost every player, if you go back through BYU's Banyans, their yearbooks at the time, almost every player they feature has a nickname. And Livonia Fuller, better known as Boney Fuller, was a senior on this year's team. And obviously not the year that he expected to have going out as a senior. The eight players who BYU lost the year before went out with a breakthrough season, but then they fell back to earth in 1926. We'll talk about 1927 tomorrow. Let you guys know a little bit more about the Cougars under Coach Hart once again. But one note on this is we've talked about this for these other seasons for BYU. Well, when they've had these bad records, they've been among the worst in the in the country. Well, no surprise in 1926 with a 1-5-1 one, overall record, the Cougars were 92nd out of 96 teams in college football that season. The simple rating system that sportsreference.com uses for college football teams placed the Cougars at minus 14.5 which is 93rd out of 96 teams. So just not a good season. BYU was not a good program and it was going to take some time for them to bounce back and we'll talk about 1927 tomorrow and let you guys know a little bit more about the Cougars when they did have a little bit better success. Coach Hart was building something it appeared and we'll talk about all of that. I guess it will be tomorrow. It'll be Monday's podcast. I am all off. By the way, and let me get this out of the way. If I sound a little weird, or I just sound a little, I don't know, slow is probably not the right term. I just seem a little bit off. Well, I had my second dose of my COVID-19 vaccine yesterday, Team Pfizer for the win. Uh, and I'm not going to lie to you guys, it's taken a hit today. It really had a slow start to my day. Normally, I have this podcast out, but after getting that shot, I've just been out of it. And obviously, I'm going to be right as rain, hopefully by Monday, and we'll be back to publishing overnight podcasts and let you guys hear it throughout the day. But please understand why I'm not necessarily sounding probably fully like myself, maybe seem a little bit off or a little bit spacey in terms of my, my train of thought on this. But nonetheless, that's kind of a heads up for you guys on that. But we'll continue to keep you guys apprised of everything going on. This is a really, really fun series I've been enjoying talking about the Cougars going back through their history, coming back through the historical records, talking about guys like Boney Fuller, talking about BYU's head coaches of the past, uh, CJ Hart or Chick Hart, who ended up being a legend in BYU's PE department even after uh, stepping down as the head coach, which we'll get to here in coming days. But just really, really interesting all the way around. And we'll talk about all of that on future editions of the show. Monday, we'll be talking about 1927. And this is going to take us all the way through. The plan is September 3rd, so the Friday before BYU takes on Arizona in Las Vegas. Well, we'll be talking about the 2020 season and putting that one to bed. And we will have covered 100 seasons of BYU football looking back on them and couldn't be more excited to be doing it with you guys. Today's show has been brought to you by, in part by our good friends over at Built Bar. Absolutely love this company. They're part of my daily routine. I want to encourage you guys to make Built Bars the best tasting protein bars of all time, part of your daily routine. They're soft and easy to chew. They're covered in 100%, 100% chocolate, and you will not believe how incredible they taste when you consider this is a protein bar. They're great for the health-conscious guy or gal. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. They're high-protein, high-fiber, low-calorie, low sugar. They're the perfect complement for wherever you're at in your health journey. So I want to encourage you guys to check them out. There's over 20 different flavors available from Built Bar. I guarantee you can find one that you like, both nut and non-nut flavors. Those of you who have a nut allergy, all of their non-nut flavors are made in a nut-free facility, so you can rest easy on that front. You can go to BuiltBar.com and place your order. I would encourage you guys, if it's your first time, get the assorted box, try all the flavors available from Built Bar, and then determine what you like when you go back to make your second order. While you're there at Built Bar, 
Locked15.com, though. Use the promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, for 15% off your next order. Save some money and enjoy the best-tasting protein bars anywhere with our friends at Built Bar. All right, friends, we are getting closer and closer to the end of the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021. It is presented by Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey.com. It's happening now and features analysis from NFL experts like Michael Irvin, Jason LaConfora, Brian Baldinger, just a number of big names when it comes to the NFL realm in the media. Our local experts are also making trades and picking the next stars for their teams as well. Search out the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Podcasts. Odyssey is your audio home for all the sports, podcasts, music, and news that matters to you. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y, odyssey.com. All right, folks, let's catch you guys up on everything else you need to know as a BYU fan here on a Friday. And yet again, with this spring season, the compressed schedule that BYU uh, sports overall has been dealing with means that there's a lot going on for the Cougars this weekend. First off, let's start off with the golf programs. Alicia May Mateo had BYU off to a great start at the WCC Championships. They actually held the first round lead yesterday with a five over par round of 293 at Reflection Bay Golf Course yesterday. The final couple of rounds will play out today and tomorrow. So best of luck to the women's golf program as they look to bring home a WCC Championship. And if you win the WCC Championship, it's an automatic berth in the NCAA Championship. So best of luck to the women's golf program this weekend. The men's golf team is also in action. They're hosting their lone home event of the season. Uh, Some of you listening to this may already be out at the event, but they're hosting the Ping Cougar Classic down there at Riverside Country Club. Based on what I have been told, fans are able to attend the event. I think there'll probably be mask restrictions and also make sure that you're socially distanced and all that, but there's no reason that you guys can't go out and enjoy the men's golf program in action and enjoy watching walking the grounds of Riverside Country Club. I think many of you out there probably seen Riverside driving down University uh, Avenue and seen it off to the side. Well, why not go check it out? Uh, one of my favorite memories growing up, funny enough, is going to the Ping Cougar Classic. I don't know if it was the Ping Cougar Classic at the time. I don't know if Ping was the sponsor, but I did get a chance to walk walk around Riverside Country Club with my dad and watch then Stanford player Tiger Woods absolutely obliterate the course. We're talking he was driving par four greens with his three wood. He was just absolutely doing everything we ultimately ended up seeing him do at the pro level for the last, what, 25 years or so. Well, he did it once upon a time at Riverside Country Club and it was just a marvelous, marvelous experience. I almost lost my hat that day. It was a very windy day and it flew off and Luckily enough to retrieve it, it's just one of those weird things that you hold on to from that experience. But seeing Tiger Woods with my own eyes as a young man was just absolutely phenomenal. So if you guys have any aspirations of watching potential stars of tomorrow when it comes to golf, well, get out to Riverside Country Club. You can watch the Cougars host their home event, and hopefully they can have a good showing there. Uh, First round today, and I think it finishes up tomorrow. I think first and second rounds today, actually. All right, other teams to take note of tonight or tomorrow include number one seed BYU men's volleyball. They're the MPSF champions hosting the MPSF tournament at the Smith Fieldhouse in Provo. They will be in action tonight at 7 o'clock. All of the MPSF tournament is on Flow Volleyball, which is a subscription site you can log into and if you want to watch it. Uh, so best of luck to Sean Olmstead and his team as they continue to try and track towards the NCAA tournament. If they win tonight, they'll play for the conference crown tomorrow. 
tomorrow in the finals. You win that. It's an automatic berth into the NCAA championships, which are being held at Ohio State in a couple of weeks. Other notes for you guys include BYU softball. They're hosting San Diego and West Coast Conference action uh, tonight and tomorrow. It'll be a doubleheader tonight at 5 o'clock and 7 o'clock. Be streaming live on the BYU TV online site, also the BYU TV app. They'll finish that up with a third a rubber match tomorrow against the Toreros. BYU baseball lost 12-1 last night, a rough loss. They're back in action tonight, taking on Gonzaga there in Spokane. The BYU Sports Network, Greg Rubel and Tuckett Slade will have your call of that matchup. They'll finish it up with the third matchup of the weekend tomorrow as well. And then finally, one final note for you guys going into this weekend is that the men's and, tra- men's and women's track and field teams are hosting their home event. It started Wednesday, continues through tomorrow. The Robinson Invitational out there at the Clarence F. Robinson Track and Field Complex in Provo. Should be a fun event. We'll have a full recap for you guys of that on Monday. All right, that's it. That's a lot to have been covering, but we've covered it all based on what I understand. So a big thank you for all you guys' continued support. It's a blast to be with you guys. I do think I missed some questions on our Twitter Thursday mailbag yesterday, so I apologize for that. I'll touch on those at some point next week. We'll make sure you touch on those. I think Tyler, as well as Nick, you guys out there did uh, weigh in with your thoughts. I missed them originally, so my apologies for that. Run out of time here on today's show, so I will make sure I touch on those next week and get your questions answered. You guys have questions? Feel free to submit them anytime. Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Search out the show, Locked on Cougar. Submit them that way. You can DM me on Twitter or tweet at me, at Jacob C. Hatch, or as always, use an email and send it to us that way. LockedOnBYU at Gmail dot com is the email address so that's going to do it for today's edition of the show wrapping up the week looking ahead to monday we're gonna have a full week next week i am planning to do shows monday through saturday or maybe even sunday if need be depending how the NFL draft plays out for BYU players. I will do special editions if I have to to cover where guys are picked, my thoughts on them. So it could be a seven-day week next next week in terms of the Locked On Cougars podcast. So stay tuned for that. And a big thank you as always for bearing with me despite my inadequacies with my health situation right now dealing with this COVID-19. I can tell you this much, folks. Get vaccinated. It's worth it to be protected. But that's just my personal opinion. I'm not going to persuade you one way or the other. All right. Until next time, until Monday, have a great weekend whenever you hear this. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for April 23rd, 2021, and we will talk to you guys on Monday.